Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and take you step by step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the My Little Eater podcast. I'm Edwina Kennedy and I'm talking to you today about all of the things that you want to avoid for your baby under one year of age. So I know that I typically am always talking about the many, many things that you can serve your babies from so many different categories of food. I'm always promoting that your baby can eat variety, that they can eat from all food groups, yada, yada, yada. And that's probably because I'm just like a half glass full type of person that wants to really show that babies can eat a lot more than we typically think they can, especially to start. Um, So I always want to promote that message. But of course, there are going to be some foods that are not going to be ideal for them, especially before one year of age, and then a few of them that are actually going to be dangerous for them. So this is what I'm going to get into today. We're going to go through five different categories of foods, and we're going to start with the number one thing to avoid, and that is honey. So we really, really want to avoid giving your baby honey at all costs under one year of age. And this includes all forms of honey. So whether it's pasteurized or unpasteurized, if it's baked or unbaked, even if it's found as a minimal tiny ingredient in something um, or if it's a main feature, we really just want to avoid it. And the reason being is because honey contains little spores of bacteria that take root in the bowels and they secrete a toxin that causes botulism. So botulism is a rare, but it's a potentially fatal illness that can cause paralysis and respiratory failure. And babies' immune systems just aren't strong enough to fight this toxin off. And the spores don't actually get destroyed even when they're pasteurized. So when they're put under high, high um, heat, high temperatures, the, that pasteurization process doesn't kill off the spores. So that's why we really need to avoid it altogether for babies. So I want you to pay attention to honey that is found in packaged products, um, in smoothies or baked goods, and even in Cheerios or other cereals that you might think are harmless to offer to your baby. A lot of people will offer Cheerios as like a great finger food to practice pincer grasp with, and that's fine and dandy, but I really want to make sure that you're not buying honey nut Cheerios. You're buying the plain Cheerios. Even when you look at the types of breads that you're buying your baby, honey can often be an ingredient found in many different flavors of breads, varieties of breads, so watch out for that for sure. And then, like I said, baked goods. So I've seen online even blogs for parenting and um, recipe blogs that actually are catering to baby led weaning recipes. And they have, you know, baby friendly muffins or things like that that actually have honey in them. And I'm like, what? Maybe they don't realize that they need to be over one year of age. I hope that people realize that when they look at that. But if your baby's under one year, even a quote-unquote baby-friendly muffin recipe that has honey in it is not baby-friendly anymore. So really just be careful of that. Keep an eye out for any products with honey in it. 
Now, the second category of foods that you want to avoid for babies under one is added sugar. So you might hear the word added sugar and think it means uh, anything with table sugar, like white sugar in it. But this also extends to brown sugar, molasses, agave syrup, date syrup, maple syrup, you know, any of those uh, what we consider to be natural sugars, those are still added sugars. And then, of course, you have some of the more obvious ones, maybe like corn syrup, glucose fructose, um, a variety of different things that you will find in a lot of packaged or processed products. So just remember, it's not just plain white table sugar. Added sugars, however, doesn't include any sugars that are naturally occurring inside of a whole food. So think of food like whole fruit or the natural sugars that are found in dairy products like plain yogurt or cheese. So breast milk even really, if you think about it, that has lactose in it, which is a sugar and imparts like a slightly sweet taste. And that is a sugar, yes, but it's not an added sugar that we need to be concerned about avoiding for our babies. So really the reason why we want to avoid added sugars is because they're full of empty calories that are going to fill your baby up without giving them the nutrients they need to grow. There's also a major link between high sugar consumption and childhood obesity diseases and sugar affects the hormones in the brain. So all in all, we know that added sugar even for adults is not good. The World Health Organization recommends keeping added sugars to 10% or less of your total calorie intake, but for babies, really we want to keep that at least to 5% or lower. Um, Ideally, we're not having any added sugar added into their diet. We know that Foods that you give to your baby early on can influence really strongly your baby's taste buds because they're really primed at this age, especially from 6 to 12 months. And so we want to take advantage of their ability to develop an affinity to loving all types of food. And if we're giving them ones with sweeter flavors, they're going to learn to love those even more um, early on. So let's try and avoid them as much as possible. Plus, actually, the sugar that we're giving them is not going to be good for their emerging teeth. So we know the bacteria in the mouth feed mainly on sugar and other starchy carbohydrates in the mouth. So definitely not something we want to be adding into our baby's diets if we can help it. Now the odd lick of an ice cream or, you know, maybe it's the first year cake smash birthday cake. That's fine if it's a one-off thing. But generally, if we can be making things from scratch, if we can reduce sugar as much as possible, think of things even like pasta sauces. Maybe you're buying like a pre-made marinara or other pasta sauce, or maybe it's like a sweet and sour sauce that you're using on a stir fry. Whatever it is, those are really high in sugar. And so making a version of those sauces from scratch is going to really, really help reduce the added sugar that your baby's getting in their diet. Now, believe it or not, fruit juice is one that I'm most surprised to see that some parents offer their babies in a bottle even, and it's probably because of the way that it's marketed to kids. So fruit juices and fruit smoothies even may sound like healthy choices, but not only does your baby not need them, again, it can be harmful. So fruit juices and smoothies are high in natural sugars, and they're also acidic, meaning that they can damage your baby's teeth. So sometimes they can be used medicinally. Um, In certain cases, like if you're looking to treat constipation, your doctor or your dietitian might recommend a little bit of fruit juice in small diluted amounts. But outside of that, really fruit juice should not be given to your child, especially under one year of age. Ideally, even up to two years of age, you're avoiding it, but most definitely not under one year of age. 
I also find that I see flavored yogurts offered to babies quite often. And usually it's in a like last stitch effort to get them to like regular plain yogurt. So we know that babies sometimes might taste something many, many times before they like it. And they might make a funny face. They might make what looks like a disgusted face because it's tangy or whatever it is. But instead of trying to sweeten it up to quote unquote make them like it the strategy here is really just to keep offering it to them to keep exposing it to them in positive ways and know that your baby will eventually probably come around to it and until they do it is not the end of the world that they don't like plain yogurt for a while as they get used to it it's much better to just go that route than it is to sweeten up the yogurt and then have this god-awful time trying to get them off of a sweetened yogurt i know my kids weren't introduced to a sweetened yogurt until they were about four or five years old and the second it was introduced it was like this is amazing I am never going back to plain yogurt and so I had a lot of work to do to try and get them to the point that they're at now which is just to eat it half and half a little bit of sweetened yogurt mixed with a little bit of plain yogurt but if you're introducing sweetened yogurts to your baby early on you better bet that it's going to be really really hard to try and get them to switch back to plain yogurt and reduce added sugar in their diet, generally speaking, throughout all toddlerhood. Okay, next up on the list of foods to avoid for your baby under one is added salt. So your baby only needs a very small amount of salt in their diet. So less than 400 milligrams of sodium a day is all they need until they're one year of age. And less than 800 milligrams of sodium a day between one and three years of age. Now, it is not exactly a hard and proven fact in the research that they can't handle more than this, but it is assumed that since their kidneys are so small, and based on some research that's been done on preemies and salt intake, babies aren't going to be able to process high amounts of salt well. So that's kind of the um, conclusion that the medical community has made, and we really try and reduce the amount of added salt as as much as possible in our baby's diet. So before your baby's six months old, they are going to get all the salt that they need from breast milk or formula. And then once your baby begins eating solids, again, we don't want to add salt to their food, even if you personally think it tastes bland. So I want you to steer clear of you know, uh, chicken stock or vegetable stock cubes and gravies. Um, those are really usually high in salt. Again, thinking about any pre-made sauces or marinades or uh, maybe spice packages, anything that you're using to maybe help you when you're cooking to make things a bit quicker. Just take a second look at those items and make sure that they don't have a lot of added salt in them. Generally, I would say to try and aim for 100 milligrams of salt or less per serving that your baby's getting. I will do a podcast on added salt for babies and for toddlers really soon to just kind of explain the nuances of it and ways that you can get around this so it's not so debilitating for you because I know salt is found in so many different types of food. And if you're counting it down to the milligram, chances are we're all kind of going over it most days, but we want to look at it more of an a- on an average basis. So I will do a podcast episode on that in the very near future. In the meantime, if you think your baby's food, for example, needs a little bit of extra flavor, try using herbs instead. Herbs are so wonderful to flavor food, to give a little oomph to it, and babies can have them right at six months of age. So use your basil, your onion powder, your thyme, your oregano, your mint, any herbs and spices that you typically might use to flavor an adult's food that's 
falls outside of the sodium category, go ahead and add that in and then you can inject a lot of great taste and, and variety into your child's meals. The other place that we often find really, really high amounts of salt and actually added sugar as well is going to be in takeout meals or ready-made meals. So think of like fast food items that you might um, sometimes offer to your baby if you are thinking, well, I'm out and about, we're stopping at a certain place to eat. Um, I want to be able to give my baby the same things that I'm eating, right? Because that's what baby-led weaning is all about. We, you know, our baby eats the same foods we eat. And although that is technically true, when we say things like that, we're going off the assumption that your baby is eating food made from home, that you're making from scratch, ideally. We're not talking about the KFC that you're eating or the milkshake that you're having or the Chinese takeout that you're eating. So ideally, we're not going to be offering our babies those foods because, again, they're really, really high in sodium really really high in added sugar so do your best as much as possible to offer them either like if you're out at a restaurant maybe some food that's actually made in-house from scratch that you can offer them at the table at the restaurant or bring food from home for them just so that they're not stuck eating a lot of fast food or ready-made meals out of the house of course as busy parents i know you might not always have time to prepare every single meal from scratch and i totally get that But if you are, again, looking to buy any pre-packaged or prepared food for your baby, do what I said before. Make sure it's lower in sodium as much as possible. So ideally look for 100 milligrams of sodium or less per serving and try and balance it out with other foods that you offer over the next couple of days. So I, I just realized I actually have a blog post on guidelines for sodium for babies and toddlers and suggestions on how to reduce sodium intake in general so i'm gonna link that in the show notes for you so you can definitely have a read of that to get a little bit more info until i get the podcast episode out on that topic so the next category of foods that we're going to talk about that your baby should be avoiding under one year of age is processed foods now when i say processed foods i'm mostly talking about ultra processed foods so things like chips bacon processed cheese, deli meats, and again, even those takeout meals that would have high amounts of salt and sugar. Um, And also they're usually fried in unhealthy oils, maybe like soybean oil or canola oil um, that we would like to minimize for our babies for sure. So think of, again, the American Chinese food, the Taco Bell, the KFC, all those like traditional fast foods. And even if we're not talking about those fast food takeout meals, foods like bacon and deli meats, they all contain nitrates and nitrites. And those are actually carcinogenic compounds that even as adults, we really, really want to limit in our diets. So undoubtedly for a little baby body and considering how unnecessary it is, I say avoid them altogether if you can help it. So there are some types of deli meats out there in the grocery store that are labeled as all natural or no nitrates but pay attention to the ingredients i want you to actually look at the label closely because if you see that celery juice or celery powder or anything with celery in it is in that ingredient list basically that's just a natural form of nitrates so again you're going to want to avoid that for your baby Now, if your baby gets a tiny taste of bacon here or there, again, not a huge deal. They're not going to explode or anything crazy like that. But just don't introduce foods that you don't want them to be eating 
in the first year as, as much as possible. I mean, this is the time where it should be easy to kind of tailor their diet the way you want it. They don't know what food options are out there. And again, their taste buds are formed around the foods that we give them. Okay, now we're moving on to the last category that we want to avoid for babies under one. And this is high mercury fish. Now, we do want to introduce fish and seafood to our babies early on. It is the best source of omega-3 after all, and it's a great source of protein. And because it's considered a highly allergenic food, we actually want to make sure our babies are being introduced to fish and seafood early and often so that that exposure will actually help reduce their chances of developing allergy to it. However, with both babies and pregnant women especially, we want to be careful of certain types of fish. And those are the larger ones that specifically contain higher levels of mercury, which can be dangerous for them. So fish with high levels of mercury include fresh and frozen tuna, shark, swordfish, escalar, marlin, and orange roughy. So those are the ones that you really should just completely avoid during pregnancy and completely avoid for babies. Um, actually, not even just under one, I would say under two years of age. Now, there are still so many other types of fish that you can offer to your baby. So things like Canadian albacore tuna or canned light tuna, that's actually a type of tuna that has lower levels of mercury. So you can offer that. Um, definitely things like salmon and haddock and halibut and herring and sardines. I love giving baby sardines. They're so easy. Really great source, again, of omega-3. So I don't want you to feel scared of fish and seafood. Go ahead and offer it. But again, just be careful of that high mercury containing category. Okay, now I have pretty much gone through all of the main categories of foods that you want to avoid. I will make a special mention for all of the choking hazards that are out there for babies. I am not going to get into that into detail on this podcast episode because there is so much to talk about with that. But always know that I have all this info and way more, everything that you need to know for feeding your babies age 6 to 12 months inside of my baby led feeding online course it will truly walk you step by step through the whole process take you month by month walk you through all the different food categories and types of foods and introducing allergens high iron foods how to serve all the foods you name it it's in there so definitely check that out you can find the link for that also in the show notes And with that, I'm going to wrap this all up. I hope you found this to be really useful. I hope that it didn't scare you off. I actually hope that you see that there's really only a very few select foods that they can't have. And outside of that, sky's the limit. So go enjoy, offer your baby a wide variety of food as much as you can. Have fun with the process, get into lots of good recipes, and I will talk to you next week. 